0: chapter 7 verses 7 through 12 our message tonight is safeguarding prayer in our church safeguarding prayer in our church Uh, matthew chapter 7 read verses 7 through 12. matthew chapter 7 verses 7 through 12 and god's word says ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened or what man is there of you, whom is his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If he then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever ye, should, ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them? For this is the law and the prophets. Lord, we thank you for this evening. Lord, we thank you for your church. We thank you for you, Lord, for what you do for us. How you uh, you're there for us, encourage us, you strengthen us, Lord. We thank you that we can come to you and pray. We thank you for the Holy Spirit living inside us, Lord, that directs us and guides us and encourages us and and uh, makes those petitions for us that we don't even know how to utter or say, Lord. We thank you for that and be with our church tonight, Lord, as we as we study this message on prayer. It's some thoughts on prayer tonight, Lord. Be with us as we study that topic and safeguarding our prayer life for the church, Lord. And just be with me and speak through me, Lord. Please use me. Please strengthen me. Please give me your strength, your words, and help me say what you want me to say tonight, Lord. In the name we pray. Amen. Safeguarding prayer in our church. Uh, look at verse seven again. Ask, and it shall be given you seek, and ye shall find knock, and it shall be open unto you. You know we can safeguard our church by being in earnest and sincere prayers, I didn't know if that was a word or not but earnest and sincere prayers by taking seriously the responsibility of prayer, by consistently praying for our church, uh, consistently praying for our church members, uh, for our pastor, for our outreach ministry, uh, for just our ministries in general. Uh, for our church, be all that God wills to be, we need to take prayer very seriously and uh we just need to encourage each other sometimes um, sometimes we just need some encouragement and we just need to come alongside each other and just, just give that encouragement uh, so we need to pray so ask seek knock these three words include ideas of, of want of loss of earnestness ask to turn to or or to beg to the 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 door of mercy knowing you are destitute of all spiritual goods knowing that it is God alone who can give you what you need uh, while also acknowledging you have no claim or right to anything but what his mercy sees fit to give you so ask seek Uh, man has lost his perfect standing with God without God paradise is lost Without God our soul is lost. Without God, Jesus as our Savior, our soul is lost. So to seek isn't just casually glancing. To seek is you're carefully looking around. Um, Think of it this way. You lose your cell phone. Do you casually glance around or do you seek it out till you find it? We normally seek it out till we find it. We lose our glasses. We seek it out till we find it. Even though sometimes the glasses are right here, but we still seek them out till we find it. You don't just casually pray. You seek out that prayer. You seek out the Lord until He gives that answer. You seek Him out. You you work at it. You don't give up on it. And then knock. To be in earnest, to be importune, importunate when you pray. Uh, eternity is at hand. We cannot give up. All is at stake. We cannot give up. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. Keep asking. Uh, When we ask, we should ask with confidence. We should also ask with humility. The Bible says, come boldly into the throne of grace. We can come boldly. We can ask with confidence, but we can't ask with pride. We've got to have that humility about us. We have to seek with care, uh, sincere plans. Uh, Seek and pray with anticipation that the Lord's going to answer. We are to knock with earnestness. We are to persevere. We are to be importunate when we pray. We are not to give up. John Wesley said this about prayer. God does nothing but by prayer and everything with it. God does nothing but by prayer and everything with it. We need to be praying. Uh, Alexander White in his book uh, titled Lord Teach Us to Pray, he wrote this, every true advocate studies down to the bottom, every case you put into his hands to plead and much what will he study? till he has mastered his own case before God. Every true advocate absolutely ransacks the records of the court also for all former cases in any way similar to this case he has in hand. (coughs) He puts the judge in remembrance of his own past opinions of all of his predecessors past opinions and past judgments. Not only so, but a skillful advocate will study the very temperament and mood of mind at the time, the age and the very partialities and prejudices of the judge. So set is every adroit advocate on carrying his case. Altogether, you cannot but see what advocate man has became a man of prayer. The advocate we have when we pray. Uh, the Apostle Paul penned these words, pray without ceasing. And God answered Paul's prayer, my grace is sufficient for you. Pray without, seeking, without ceasing, ask, seek, not, pray without ceasing. But God also said, my grace is sufficient for you. Maybe you're supposed to go through that at home. Maybe you're supposed to have that infirmity. Maybe you're supposed to have that going on. Uh, My grace is sufficient for thee. So we are to ask, we are to seek, we are to knock, we are to keep praying. We need to focus on God as we pray. God answers all of our prayers in his own will, in his own time, in his own ways. Uh, His answers are always infinitely better than the suggestions we give him for the answers. I know a lot of times we pray and we think, I have this situation, Lord, and if you need some help, here's a suggestion on how to solve that situation for me. You know, we sometimes we do that, mm-hmm. you know, but his, his answers are infinitely better than our suggestions to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his purposes are not known to us uh, until the time he chooses to reveal them to us. Uh, not all of us are, are Paul's, but all of us can attain a prayer level where God can include us when he says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We need to make sure we're in right standing with the Lord when we pray. So the effectual form prayer of a righteous man, availeth much. We need to make sure we're persistent, we're importunate, we're asking, we're seeking, we're knocking, we're praying without ceasing, we're in right standing with the Lord, and we pray, and we wait for that answer. Realistically though, Satan or his emissaries are close by. They, they want to disrupt our prayer. They want to take our concentration away as we pray. They want to get our mind off of that. They want to they want to discourage us they want to uh, they, they want to discourage us they want, they, they want to they want us to get our minds off of prayer off of taking it to the lord and just woe is me look what's going on they want to discourage us uh, that we may even find i find this happens to me a lot when we're praying you pray you set us on time time to pray you have something to pray about as soon as you start praying 10 things pop in your mind uh, immediately oh i gotta do this I can't forget to do that, I can't forget to do this. And all of a sudden, you're not even praying anymore. You're like, you're, you're over here somewhere else in your mind. And I, I find that happens to me a lot, where I just get distracted. And so what I've tried to do is have some paper, something nearby, when one of those thoughts come to mind, I'll jot it down, and then get back to my prayer. You know, I'll jot it down, so that way, because at the moment you think, I can't forget this. So you jot it, you jot it down, but if you don't jot it down, you're gonna keep thinking about it and not continue your prayer. I've also found that after you do that, if you jot it down, you pray, you finish your prayer, you go back, and you don't go like this. None of this is important. Mm-hmm. But at the moment you were praying, those spirits made you think that was so important to take your mind off your prayer. And to me, when if you had that instance and you do that, you have some tangible proof of spiritual warfare in your life. You take those things that are that the Satan or the demon or whatever just pops in your mind. They make you think you're so important, your mind's off prayer, you're not praying anymore, you go off and do something else, the prayer is stopped. But if you take the time to write that list, continue your praying, look back and like, why did I even think of that? That's not important. You have some proof that that spiritual warfare was going on. We need to concentrate, focus on God during our prayer, not on our to-do list, not on these distractions that pop in our mind. Uh, I, I see that's a common occurrence because almost every head nodded and smiled when mm-hmm. I mentioned that. So I, I see that's seems like that's a common tactic of attack for our prayer life. So let's remember to focus on God, jot those things down, and keep praying. Uh, prayer is communication with God. Uh, it's, it's, it got, is God is a mediation or a mindset where one just draws close to God, focuses on God while trying to close out all those interferences during that time of talking with God. You know, we should praise God during our prayers. We should be thankful to God during our prayers. Thankful for his provision. In our prayers. Thankful for the past answers of prayer. Uh, thankful for the situation we're in. We're in everything to give thanks. We got to be thankful. Uh, we are, we need to, uh, prayer is communication of God. Uh, God is not, uh, we need to get to the thought of our mind that God is some mythical being in a faraway place. He's right here with us. He's right here with us. We need to pray God, God is here. He's He's here with us. So we need to practice the presence of God, like I mentioned this morning. The, the reality of the omnipresence of God. He is everywhere. He's as close to you as, as someone else is as close to you. He's He's in us. He's around us. He's over us. He's among us. He's near us. He's watching over us. And you can experience the reality of this nearness and sweet moments of prayer as you're walking your prayer garden with God alone. Keep this as an ever-present focus and ever-present reality in your life. God is present with us always. Learn to practice the ever-present presence of God. Now, I have to confess that when I was a teenager, I didn't always pray like I should have prayed. I didn't always pray. I was a Christian. I would pray. But I didn't really take that aspect too seriously. Um, I remember the first time that I would, I guess you could say, really prayed and it felt like I was praying. I was in Bible college and I was praying. And then I just literally, I felt like the Lord was right there, Mm -hmm. right there. And and like I said, as a teenager, I didn't pray like I should have. I didn't put the emphasis on it. I remember the first time I experienced that, I'm like, I want this all the time. You know, this was incredible. You know, this was, I literally was talking to the Lord. You know, I could feel him right there and I could feel, I could feel it. And once, once you get a taste of that, you just want that all the time. I mean, you, you, or at least you should want that all the time. Um, but I just, I just remember that. I remember that prayer. I remember what was going on. I just, I just remember that first time, and I'm just like, you know, that was incredible. You know, that when that happened. So, practice the presence of God. Keep the, in mind the integrity of God. Prayer is a tool by which a Christian can make requests to God. He can pray for personal needs. He can pray for wants. He can also pray for needs and wants of others. Too often, though, we are guilty of praying selfish prayers, uh, prayers that are self-centered, prayers that we neglect others in our prayers. The Bible warns us against this. When God has specially promised a thing, said Charles Finney, we are bound to believe we shall receive it when we pray for it. You have no right to put in an if and say, Lord, if it be thy will, give me thy Holy Spirit. This is to insult God, put an if in God's promise when God has put none there. It is tantamount to charging God with being insincere. Is like saying, "Oh God, if thou art in earnest in making these promises, grant us the blessing we pray for. We need to honor and keep in mind the integrity of God. If God said he's going to do something, if God said he's going to take care of us, God said he's going to do this, he's going to do it. We may not see it, may not understand how he's doing it, but we can't pray to him like, I know he made this promise, but can you really fulfill that promise? That's, that's you know, we've got to keep in mind the integrity of God. He will keep his promises. So what is meant by the word prayer? Every Christian needs to come to a full understanding of what God wants them to do as prayer warriors. Uh, we could spend months just on the topic of prayer. I'm just trying to cover some of it tonight, just in one message. I'd like to do a series on it sometime in the future. Uh, but what does what does the word prayer mean? Uh, we have interwoven the word prayer in our lives uh, for the very moment we become Christians. Um, even non-Christians talk of prayer. Even non-Christians say prayers. So what exactly is meant by the word prayer? Many Christians would say that prayer is asking things from God. I know uh, someone said prayer is asking and receiving, but there must be more to prayer than just getting things from God. Um, it cannot be just that. Prayer is a higher prayer is higher than that, or it, that it has to be more than just asking and receiving. Like it has to be, there has to be more to that, more than just you know the Lord can give me all my wants. I just ask and I get it. There has to be something more to prayer than that. So that was grasp what prayer is. And how powerful prayer can be. I'm going to include an account involving D.L. Moody and the tremendous impact of prayer, how it can change lives, how it can impact eternity, how it can get men to do things they are unconscious of, how God can work so many details out, cause so many events to happen, how it can work even from thousands of miles away, and work to create the atmosphere conducive to the answering of that prayer over a period of years. This account, as I study in prayer, just It was just amazing. It just blew my mind. It was an amazing uh, illustration of prayer working. Um, How to pray, the attitude of prayer, patience in prayer. How the almighty power we have access to prayer. Um, It's also a very long illustration, so you have to bear with me. It's quite quite long, but I think it's a very good illustration. This account was taken from a book by S.D. Gordon titled Quiet Talks on Prayer, and he first published it in 1904. So that's important to know because it starts off, he says, the first line is, back in the early 70s. It wasn't the 70s we think about. It was the 1870s. So Mm -hmm. he says, back in the early 70s, when Chicago had been laid in ashes, the building was not yet far up enough to do much in, Moody said. So I thought I'd slip across the water and learn what I catch from preachers there. So as I do better work here, I had gone to London and was running around after men there. He had not been speaking anywhere, he said, but just listening to others. One day, Saturday at noon, he had gone into the meeting in Exeter Hall on the Strand, felt impelled to speak a little when the meeting was thrown open, and did so. At the close, among others who greeted him, one man, a minister, asked him to come and preach for him the next morning and night, and he said he would. Mr. Moody said, I went to the morning service and found a large church full of people, and when the time came, I began to speak to them, but it seemed the hardest talking I ever did. There was no response in their faces. They seemed as though carved out of stone or ice, and I was having a hard time and wished I wasn't there. and wished I hadn't promised to speak again at night, but I had promised, and so I went. At night it was the same thing, house full, people outwardly respectful but no interest, no response, and I was having a hard time again. But about halfway through my talk, there came a change. It seemed as though the windows of heaven had opened and a bit of breath blew down. The atmosphere of the building seemed to change, and people's faces changed, and impressed me so, Then when I finished speaking, I gave the invitation for those who wanted to be Christians to rise. I thought there might be a few. To my immense surprise, the people got up in groups. Pewfuls of people got up. I turned to the minister and said, what does this mean? He said, I don't know. Uh, Well, Mr. Moody said, they misunderstood me. I'll explain what I meant. So he announced an after meeting in the room below, explaining who were invited, only those who wanted to be Christians, putting very clearly what he understood that to mean and that he dismissed the service. They went to the lower room, and the people came crowding crowding in, jamming in, below filling all available space, seats, aisles, standing room only. Mr. Moody talked a few minutes and then asked those who would be Christians to rise. This time he knew he had made his meaning clear. They all got up in groups. Mr. Moody said, I turned and said to the minister, what does this mean? He said, I don't know. And he was just basically the majority of the church said they wanted to be saved. The minister said to mr moody what will i do when with these people i don't know what to do with them and, and this is something new and mr moody said well I'd announce a meeting for tomorrow night and tuesday night and see what it comes of it i'm going to cross the channel to Dublin." and he went but he had barely stepped off the boat when a cablegram was handed him from the minister saying come back at once church packed so he went back and stayed 10 days and the result of that 10 days as i recall mr moody word mr moody's words was That 400 were added to that church in addition to what was done that first Sunday night. He said churches, every church nearby felt the impulse of those 10 days. Now what was the explanation of that marvelous Sunday and the days that followed? It was not Mr. Moody's doing, though he was a leader whom God could and did mightily use. It was not the minister's doing, for he was as greatly surprised as the leader. There was some secret hidden beneath the surface of those 10 days. With his usual keenness, Mr. Moody set himself out to figure it out. By and by this incident came to him, a member of the church, a woman, who had taken sick some time before, then she grew worse, and then the physician told her that she would not recover. That is, she would not die at once, so as far as she, he could judge, but she would be a shut-in in her home for years. As she lay there trying to think what that meant, to be shut in for years, and she thought of her life and said, how little I've done for God, practically nothing, and now what can I do shut in here on my back, and then she thought, I can pray. So she did. I will pray. And she was led to pray for a church. Her sister, also a member of the church, lived with her and was her link to the outside world. Sundays after church service, she would ask, any special interest in church today? (coughs) No, was the constant reply. Wednesday nights after prayer meetings, any special interest in service tonight? There must have been. No, nothing new. Same old deacons, same old prayers. But one Sunday noon, the sister came in from service and asked, who do you think preached today? I don't know who. Why it was a stranger from America, a man called Moody? I think that was his name. Then the sick woman's face turned a bit whiter. Her eyes looked half scared and her lip trembled and she bit her lip and she quietly said, I know what this means. There is something coming to the old church. Don't bring me any dinner. I must spend the entire afternoon in prayer. And she did. And that night of service, that startling change came. Then to Mr. Moody himself, as he sought her out in the sick room, she told how nearly two years before There came into her hands a copy of a paper published in Chicago called The Watchman that contained a talk of Mr. Moody in one of the Chicago meetings. Uh, All she knew was that the talk made her heart burn and there was that name Moody. And she was led to pray that God would send that man into their church in London. As simple a prayer as that. And the months went by and a year and over, still she prayed. Nobody knew of it but herself and God. No change seemed to come. Still she prayed and of course she, her prayer brought its purpose. Every spirit suggested prayer does. And the Spirit of God moved that man of God over the seaboard across the water and into London and into their church. And he bid a special siege prayer sort of last charge up the steep hill and that night came the victory. Do you not believe? I believe without a doubt that someday when that night has come and the morning lights up and we, we are known as we are not known now that we shall find that the largest single factor of that 10 days work and that changed of tens of thousands of lives under Moody's leadership is that woman and her praying. Not the only factor, mind you, Moody was a man of rare leadership and consecration, and hundreds of faithful ministers and others rallied to support, but beneath Moody, and the others, and to be reckoned with as the first cause was this woman praying. And I do not know her name, I know Mr. Moody's name, and the name of this one, and humanly, is, is a secret. I do not know, but it is a secret service, that prayer was a secret service, and we do not know. We really do not know who the Great Ones are. That got me. That one, that faith. All she could do was pray. She prayed. She kept asking. She kept seeking. She kept knocking. Two years go by. She keeps asking. She keeps seeking. She keeps knocking. And all of a sudden, Hey, there's some guy named Moody preaching in the service today. You won't believe it. The man she'd been praying for two years to come to our church. I mean, and then I, that 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 just you know when I read that, and that just got to me when I read that. And then R. A. Tori said this about that account. He said, "God is just as ready to hear and answer you as he was to answer that bedridden saint. To whatever church you belong and whoever your pastor is, you can make him a man of power. If he is a man of power already, you can make him a man of even greater power." Prayer can change things. Prayer can change situations. Prayer can change a church. Let's pray. We need to pray. We need to have that kind of prayer. We need to keep asking. We need to keep seeking. We need to keep knocking. Prayer all day long. We need to keep seeking. We need to keep asking. We need to keep knocking. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes situations. Prayer changes a church. One little lady shut in her prayer. All those hundreds of people in that church got saved, even though they were members, even though they were going there for years, they got saved. And then 400 more got saved from one little lady, shut in, prayed. Prayer changes things. Prayer sincerely and generally done will change you. Prayer may or may not change your circumstances. It may or may not change someone else, but prayer sincerely and generally done will definitely change a person who's praying. Now, there's an old saying, prayer changes things. Prayer will change you to go more like Christ if you will pray with a sincere heart. prayer is something when first date or thought of seems so simple of a thing to do, but in reality it is far more than a simple recitation of a request to God. We're touching, we're petitioning, we're asking the very almighty creator of the universe to intervene in a situation, and he has all power to do it. He wants us to ask, he wants us to knock, he wants us to seek, he wants us to pray. He wants us to to importunately pray to him. Prayer and understanding of prayer is woefully lacking. Prayer needs to be thoughtfully studied and regularly practiced. Andrew Murray made the following comment on prayer. So the place and power of prayer in the Christian life is too little understood. We learn to regard it as the highest part of the work entrusted to us. The root and strength of all of the work. We will see that there is nothing we need to study and practice more than the art of praying. Another preacher said prayer is a thing so big, so meaningful that it calls for every power of a human soul and anything which does not do this is unworthy to be called prayer. Matthew 7, seven, twelve: 12, Ask, And it shall be given you seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receive it, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you? Whom if the Son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If he then beams evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you do even so to them for this is the law and the prophets our father wants to answer our prayers we need to pray them we need to pray the prayers we need to ask them we need to knock we need to seek uh, prayer needs faith faith needs prayer revelation 5 8 and when he had taken the book four beasts and four and twenty others fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Our prayers are precious to the Lord. He wants us to pray. Uh, they're precious to a Prayer is how we talk to God. It's how we share our feelings God. It's how we share our needs, our concerns. The Lord wants us to pray to Him. He wants us to bring things to Him. He wants us to ask. He wants us to seek. He wants us to knock. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, Be careful for nothing but everything by prayer. In supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. But in everything by prayer, and everything by prayer, He wants us to pour our heart out to Him in prayer. We need our prayers. We need our prayers for us. God wants our prayers. 62a. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. When faith quits praying, faith has failed. Luke 22:32. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. The Lord prays for us that our faith fails not. He prays for us that we'll pray. Now think of that. He prays for us so that we'll pray for him. Um, Never quit, never give up on your faith in God. Faith tested is faith that is strengthened. Faith tested is faith that is strengthened. You're being tested, God's trying to strengthen your faith. God would always answer right away, We need to stay faithful in the waiting, stay faithful while the Lord is stretching our faith. Uh, This can be hard to do. This can be very hard to do, And stay faithful while the Lord is stretching our faith. We need to stay faithful. Pray, ask the Lord for more faith, so we can stay faithful. Um, James 1, 3-4, Knowing this, the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Remember, only God can move mountains, but faith and prayer can move God, move mountains. Mark eleven twenty four, for verily I say unto you that whatsoever shall I say unto this mountain, for whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he say and shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith. That, that will, that bedridden that, that, that lady, she believed. I'm praying to God to bring Moody over here and start start a revival in our church. God will do it. She believed, she prayed. He moved that mountain. He worked out the circumstance. Jesus is saying here we have access to his omnipotent power. Uh, We just need to place our full confidence and faith in his power. We need to pray. Faith is the foundation of prayer in our Christian character. 2 Timothy 2.14 That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. All things in our life, including our prayer, should be built upon faith. Ian Bounds wrote, The faith which creates powerful praying is the faith which centers itself on a powerful person. Faith in Christ's ability to do and to do greatly is the faith which prays greatly. Faith in Christ's ability to do and to do greatly is the faith that prays greatly. We need to have faith that God can do what we're asking him to do. We need to have great faith that God can do what we're asking him to do. I'm praying the Lord doubles our church by the end of the year. That's That's what I'm praying for. Boldly pray for that, Lord, grow our church, Lord, double our church by the year. That's what I'm praying for. And I know we're actually losing some people as I'm praying for, Lord, grow our church, double our church. But we need to have that faith. We need to stay faithful. We need to keep going to the Lord, keep faith in the Lord. We have a great God. He can answer our prayers. But we must keep praying. Let's ask. Let's seek. Let's knock. And let's not stop asking, stop seeking, stop knocking. Um... Let's just take it to the Lord. Be important. Just keep praying that prayer to the Lord. Tell He's like at new beginning Baptist Church. There, I'm always hearing their prayers at double at church. Let's just let's just double them so we can, Amen. So let's just keep praying. Let's keep doing that. Let's keep praying. Um, our faith must be free of doubt, though. Uh, Romans fourteen twenty three. And he that doubteth is damned if he eats, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. We've got to get those doubts out of our mind. We've got to get those doubts out of our mind. Uh, we, we're praying for it by faith. We've got to get those doubts out of our mind. It's human to have those doubts. But what for whatsoever's out of faith is said. We've got to get those doubts. Pray to the Lord to get the doubts. Say, Lord, remove these doubts. Lord, grow my faith. Lord, you see you see, uh, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. But I to pray to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. Faith is taking our eyes off of self, not trusting in our own abilities, and placing our gaze exclusively on God and totally trusting in Him. Philippians 4, 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Take our eyes off self, take our eyes off of the situation, and place them on God. Uh, prayer depends on faith. In Hebrews eleven six: Without faith it is impossible to please Him. For that come unto God, must believe that He is, and that He's a reward of them that diligently seek Him. It takes more... Uh, it takes more than just one prayer. Uh, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's not a rewarder of them that every once in a while thinks to, oh yeah, let me pray for that. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of them that keep asking, that keep knocking, that keep seeking. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We need to pray every day, multiple times a day for our church, for opportunities to tell people about church. For 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 give us opportunities to tell to witness to people. Give us opportunities to, to someone mentions something. Oh, let me tell you about my church. We need to pray and pray diligently and pray nightly to pray for our church. This verse diligence It's not just once in a while. You know, just, maybe we need to get on our knees instead of just you know sit on our couches, get on our knees at night and pray. Let's get in that 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 state of submission or humility and let's just pray. Uh, so conclusion, our prayers are precious to the Lord. He wants to bring all things. We we should bring all things to Him in prayer. Never quit. Never give up on your faith in God. Faith tested, like I said, is faith that is strengthened. All things in our life, including our prayer, should be built upon faith. Faith knows there will be delays. Faith accepts God's condition and timing. That lady started praying. It was two years later before anything happened. Faith knows there will be delays. Faith accepts God's condition and timing. Faith is exercised. Faith will hold fast. Faith will wait. And then when that answer comes to our prayer, it'll be more sweeter and more miraculous and more precious when it comes. Uh, faith is taking our eyes off self and just putting that gaze totally on the Lord. So, how is our prayer life? What are you faith in God for? Uh, are you asking? Are you seeking? Are you knocking? And then, are you asking? Are you seeking? Are you knocking? And then again, are you asking? Are you seeking? Are you knocking? Are you staying focused on guiding prayers, trying to get those distractions, those that 20 things on a to-do list that pops in your mind as soon as you start trying to pray? Is Are you staying focused on the Lord? Are you, are you daring to pray for great things? Are you daring to pray for miraculous things? Are you daring to pray for things like, I don't know, but I'm going to pray for this. We need to get that doubt. We, we, we serve God that can do anything. Let's get that doubt out of our minds and let's pray that the Lord gives us opportunity. To, to share him and share our church. Let's pray. Are we praying for great miraculous things?